Welcome to the English Florist Podcast, a fortnightly show about living the life of an event florist. Today, a diary. With only weeks to go until Christmas, we catch Lindsay at the most wonderful busy time of the year. It's Monday morning. It's the first week into December. And welcome to the crazy busy madness that is my life in the weeks leading up to Christmas. Now, in spite of everything, in spite of all of my efforts over the years to be more efficient during this time, I fully accept it's totally impossible. Um, Christmas starts a little bit earlier every single year. So in spite of one's best attempts to get ahead of the curve, um, it just, it always catches you out, always. And there are some things in life that I do feel should remain in December. And I think making a wreath is one of them. And so my wreath workshops literally start as early as they possibly can in December. So I've already done two workshops at my local venue, which is the Honesty Cookery School, and they were on Friday morning and Saturday morning. And during that time, obviously last week, it was lovely to hear everybody's comments about the podcast about wreath making and wreath workshops. Um, I've had so much feedback from people who listen to it, laughing and chuckling, concurring with me. And so I thought it would be fun just to kind of follow my journey through this week and a little bit of next week, um, just just so that the florists listening to this and anyone else who's a flower enthusiast listening to my story um, can appreciate what it's like. Um, It's pretty bonkers. And um, this morning, it's no exception, to be honest. Um, I've, well, my last day off was Sunday before yesterday, Sunday before last. Um, and I'm aiming to have a day off next Saturday. But I'll, beyond that, I, I've just got to get through this week. And then I would have broken the back of all of my wreath Christmassy stuff, teaching workshops, delivering um, wreaths. Uh, I will have garlands to deliver and a few really luxury wreaths that are going to have flowers in. And then I'm on to my last wedding of the year, which I'm already sort of, as I'm sort of managing the wreath uh, workload I'm also thinking about it's constantly on my mind that particular wedding Um, and I'm buying things in so for example I've got long tablescapes to create and so what I'm doing is I'm buying in beautiful plants so I can actually it's almost going to be like a garden running down the middle of the table and I want to have lots of um, repurposed flowers and plants that can be repurposed after the actual wedding and so um, I've bought lots of cyclamen and hellebores uh, and other things uh, that can be incorporated into that that garden runner as it were and of course the weather has now changed we are properly into cold winter seasonal weather it's it's about two degrees outside and it looks like there's going to be frosts this week so I need to just keep an eye on those and decide where I'm going to store them because obviously if I bring them inside they're going to go over they are absolutely perfect at the moment um, but I just need to make protect them from the frost so it's there's lots of little things going on and, and this is very typical for I'm sure any florist who does what I do will kind of recognize that you know you're doing one thing for one 
Sunday, but you're also kind of, you've got your mind's eye on something else. Um, and for me, it's it's the big wedding. My It's my last job before Christmas and I don't work between Christmas and New Year. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's such a crazy time. It's almost like my body holds off any lurgies that it might have otherwise caught. And literally, as I slow down and take my eye off the ball, I then just crumble and get ill. I usually have a stinking cold, um, which is no fun over Christmas because, you know, what? it's all about food and family in a small confined space and I'm sort of just feeling a bit meh really so I'm trying to avoid anything like that and so I've, I'm I'm planning to not take on anything too ambitious beyond the 17th which as I say is the, is the last wedding for me of the year so today I'm just having a cup of tea um, sitting in my kitchen about to um, go into the workroom and um, pack the van and I'm going to do a couple of deliveries this morning before I come back and prepare more wreaths for dispatch this week and I've got lots and lots and lots of orders to, to um, dispatch or make ready for people to collect so I'm just looking at the moment and I've got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four twenty five six seven twenty eight twenty I've got thirty wreaths to make thirty yeah. So this year I decided to enlist the help of my co-florist Fee, who has been here last week whilst I was prepping last week's wedding with another florist. Um, and she's made all of the wreath bases for me for both my workshops and my bespoke wreaths. And then on a Saturday when I was actually teaching my second workshop, she was in greening up the wreaths for me. So there are actually six sitting outside, which I'm going to decorate today and then get those either dispatched via courier or invite the, um, the purchasers to come collect from my studio. And then I shall be making more. And I've got an enormous workshop, which is kind of sort of a, a really occupying my, a large percentage of my mind at the moment for 37 on um, Thursday afternoon. But we'll come back to that another time. Um, there is a small one in the mo- uh, that morning as well. So it's not like I can sort of prep in the morning because I'm actually teaching a small private workshop of just six in the morning. So that's me. Um, I'm here on my own all week because my husband flew to New York um, this morning or will be um, in the air in about an hour. So um, sort of woke up and chatted to him about half past five this morning, waved him off at half past six and went back to bed. And because it's Monday and Monday's sort of like a slow day for me after a busy weekend, I allowed myself the luxury of just having an extra hour in bed. So I'm running a bit late. It's ten past nine now. I've had a cup of tea and I'm going to go and take the dog with me and combine a dog walk with some wreath delivery. Oh, mapes. Did you hear that? Walkies. Yeah. So we will um, reconvene maybe in my studio a little bit later on this afternoon and um, or maybe sometime tomorrow. And I thought this podcast would just be about Christmas and the crazy weeks leading up to Christmas for us wedding and event florists. I think shop florists are 
as busy, probably even more busy, to be honest, because I guess a shop is exactly where you would go to order your Christmas flowers, your Christmas arrangements. Um, Maybe you would go there and, you know, order your wreath, uh, whatever. So this time for florists is a really busy time. And it's really important that we don't shy away from stepping up to the plate because January and February, particularly as event florists, are extremely quiet times. So that saying, making hay whilst the sun shines is very very true and so I don't really have very much work in January February March and so I have to work doubly quadruply hard um, during this very busy time in order to make up for that quiet time so without further ado I'm going to sign off and we will speak a little bit later So I just thought I would give you a quick rundown before I disappear and do my deliveries today of my week. So today is really just doing the deliveries for the people that I promised I would get their reads out the first week of December. So there are um, yeah, three going to one address in Basingstoke and then one of my clients who's getting married next year has ordered a wreath. So I'm tagging on that delivery. I've got um, two boxes, kit boxes to go to um, a customer who they're um, organizing a corporate wreath workshop for Thursday um, that's the 37 people but um, there are also going to be seven people who are going to be doing it virtually so I'm dropping off two kit boxes to Rachel who is organizing it and she's dropping them off they're going on a plane a private jet to Guernsey and then Um, I have to make up five more this afternoon, which will then be picked up tomorrow so that they will have them for Thursday for our our workshop. Um, And then tomorrow, what am I doing tomorrow? Oh, yes. So I'm going to um, Kent tomorrow because I'm actually making... My mum lives in a care home and it's very difficult to kind of give back to organisations that are just, well, you know, I need my mum to be cared for and... It's my way of thanking them for doing a great job, essentially. And also I get to go down and see my mum. So I offered to make a wreath and we're going to do it as a kind of like an uh, an afternoon demonstration for the residents. And mum, obviously, she has dementia and so she won't remember that I'm coming, but she's going to be made up when I arrive and she's going to be my assistant, I hope. So I need to prep for that. I need to have everything ready um, to do my demonstration. And I also need to, yeah, make up those other kit boxes and decorate all of the um, five wreaths that are sitting out side um, I also need to do a one delivery and deliver a wreath to my the hair salon that I do on a Tuesday and I've got a big delivery of eucalyptus coming I also need to make um, five table centers and deliver them on Wednesday for a menu tasting for a new venue that I'm a preferred supplier at hmm yeah Wednesday um, I'm hoping to squeeze in at 8.30 yoga but um, depends how I go really because I also have to go um, to the Cotswolds to deliver those five table centres um, and then I probably need to do some admin um, because I've, I will have been in the studio so much this week 
Thursday, well, actually, on Wednesday, I'll need to do um, prepare for the 37 people I'm teaching. Um, I'll also need to do an order tomorrow, Tuesday, so they have enough foliage and stuff to do that workshop. And then on Thursday, I'm teaching in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, I think I'd like to just go and curl up and never wake up again after all that. Um, and then on the Friday, um, I'm having a client meeting and um, I've got a couple more deliveries to do. I'm planning to take Saturday off um, and I've actually booked a hair appointment um, and then I will go back and finish off my remaining wreath orders on Sunday the 11th. And I'm just turning the page because uh, week beginning the 12th, I will be preparing for my wedding and I've got um, lots more more um i've got garlands to make as well so I, I tend to make my garlands for christmas as close as i can to christmas because they often dry out in centrally heated um homes so um i have got a couple of big wreath orders to do and those clients want flowers in them things like roses and hellebores and things like that so um i've got those to do at the beginning of that week so yeah i just thought i'd run through my week after this week I think it gets a little bit better. And then as we run into the wedding uh, on the 17th and beyond that, I'm hoping it really, really, really slows down. But it's, it's, it's kind of all or nothing, as I say. So yeah, wish me luck. I'll come and chat in a little while. See, you can see how frazzled I sound. <laughs> it's Tuesday evening and I have had a full on day. Kel surprise. It's been really busy and I feel like I have been working since the Sunday before last or no Monday before last so where are we eight nine day nine is it and I, I know I'm working solidly till Saturdays when I'm going to take a day off but I think it, it has a cumulative effect on you and sometimes I'm not very good at sort of recognizing when I need to stop go to bed have a rest and get up a bit early and crack on the next day. I'm rubbish at doing things like that because I, I'm quite a restless sleeper. If I feel like I haven't accomplished everything that I've set out, I plan to do in a day, I then have a restless night thinking, oh my God, oh my God, I'm not going to have enough time tomorrow. So um, I tend to work late um, and then sort of maybe give myself an extra kind of half an hour, hour, the other side in bed, shall we say. But today um, was a really lovely day because I had arranged back in the summer to do a Christmas wreath demonstration at my mum's care home. Um, my mum lives about an hour and 45 minutes away. She lives in West Kent um, and my dad died in lockdown and he was mum's carer. He looked after her. She has had dementia since her late 60s, early 70s. It was officially diagnosed in her early 70s um, although I think she had it definitely in her late 60s which is very young very young I know it became apparent after dad died in spite of our best efforts that she was um, unable to remain at home it was a heartbreaking decision for my brothers and I um, but to be honest with you I knew she should have probably gone into a care home as soon as dad died but we, you know, gave her the benefit of the doubt. And whilst dad was still alive, I had got in touch with social services to get, you know, carers lined up, as it were, ready for her. But she was an accident waiting to happen. Uh, her dementia was much, much worse than we really appreciated. My dad was good at kind of just 
getting on and managing her and sort of really playing down how difficult it must have been for him, uh, which is heartbreaking, really, given that he was dying of cancer at the time. He was just one of those people in life that's just a glass half full person and just never really, really ever complained about how hard it must have been. So mum went into a care home um, about 18 months. No, yeah, maybe about 20 months ago. Um, It was difficult to begin with because uh, we were in full lockdown and we couldn't go and see her for three months. Um, But uh, she has settled in. I say she settled in. Um, Her dementia obviously has progressed sufficiently. And so visits now are much more calm. She doesn't get quite so upset when I leave. And yeah, it's you kind of live for the moment with somebody with dementia. You don't bank your visits. You don't think, well, I've been three times this month. My mum doesn't remember when you last came. She doesn't remember what she's had for lunch. And it could have been 20 minutes ago. Her memory is non-existent now. She just has glimmers of the past. Um, but at the moment, she still remembers who I am and not very much else, which was apparent today during our workshop because she couldn't remember that I was a midwife. But that's fine. That's absolutely fine. She was utterly delighted to see me and very proud to have her daughter standing up there doing the the demonstration. So, yeah, in context of the care home, it's just the most amazing place. My mum always thinks it's a swanky hotel. (laughs) She's on the first, no, she's on the second floor. There's like a memory floor for people, uh, residents with dementia. And then uh, the first floor and the ground floor are for just elderly residents. And I've come to realise that when you think of a care home, you just think they're sort of ageing, decrepit people. But actually, they're really quite acute, alert people who are just ageing in that sort of way where they might need um, sort of walking aids, you know, maybe a Zimmer or something. But their their minds are often quite sharp. (laughs) And I think it's company. I realise now that actually a care home is a great place to be. Um, You have support for your activities of daily living. So if you find it really difficult because you've got osteoarthritis or room, you've got some sort of rheumatic disease or, or you've had a stroke or something, that actually there's somebody there to help you get out of bed, um, that you can get yourself down to um, this one of the many sitting rooms. You have company and they lay on all of these amazing things for them to do. So there's music and carols and they have bands playing. They have kind of like fates. There's all, all sorts of things for the in the Jubilee celebrations. I went down and it was just incredible. Um, and it's an open house for families to come and go whenever you want, any time of the day. I can stop and have lunch with mum. I can take her out. I can do anything I like as can any of the residents, to be honest. Um, And so it was, it gives me peace of mind for my mum to be there. And um, they're just lovely people. And I really wanted to give something back to them because, you know, it's priceless, that peace of mind. So I suggested to one of the carers who does all the, organises all the activities that I might come and make a wreath for them. And so I had a group of ladies today. I, there, were no, there were some gentlemen around and they wanted to see the wreath, but they, they didn't join in the actual, the making of. They wanted to see it and see how big it was afterwards. But um, I think there was about eight, seven or eight ladies are there. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. So as I was making the wreath, and it was a big 16-inch wreath, so it was huge, um, I was passing around all the ingredients. And you know me, there were lots and lots of 
different bits of foliage. Um, they loved smelling it. It was very tactile and um, kind of very sensory with all the scent of the the pine and the spruce and the eucalyptus and the, all the different things that I had, skimmia. And we talked about the traditions and what have you of, of making a wreath. And it was lovely to listen to their stories too about when they had made wreaths, maybe cobbled together from their garden. And there was a German lady there and she was talking about the importance of Advent in Germany. And it was just such a lovely thing to do. And it was lovely for mum to be part of it. So that was my day. Really, really enjoyed doing that. And then they all, and I mean all of them, came out, most of them on a zimmer, um, to watch me hang it on the door. I have to say it weighed an absolute ton. (laughs) I really hope the nail that they put in the door is strong enough to keep it up there. But anyway, it was a real Bobby Dazzler. And um, it was my thank you to the carers that look after my mum. So yeah, that was that. So now that I'm home, I am just finishing off a couple of wreaths um, for my first tranche this week of wreaths that I said I would have made available this week for either to be mailed. I I use couriers to get my wreaths up and down the country. Um, And a fair few people will swing by and actually pick it up um, themselves in person and so tomorrow um one lady's going to come and collect a couple of wreaths she buys for her herself and her family so i think i'm going to go in and do that now um and i think it's important to recognize um when you're tired and when you're pretty much done in and i've done about three nearly four hours of driving today um so i think i'm going to call it a night after that and get up in the morning take the dog for a walk i've already realized yoga ain't going to happen tomorrow. Um, I think I need to walk mapes, give her a good blast. And then I'm home and I've got to make um, five table centres for a menu tasting tomorrow um, at a venue that I'm new, a new preferred supplier in the Cotswolds. And so um, if any of you are listening to this, um, on my extra snippings this week, I'm going to be talking about, you know, arranging flowers um, as a preferred supplier, doing showcase events, doing wedding fairs, you know, the sorts of things that I like to do and what really kind of makes a difference and generates business. Because in my experience, when I've when I have done wedding fairs and I've uh, arrived with my flowers, I'm always astounded at how so many florists put very little effort in and I can understand up to a point why they do that because we have to pay for it no one's paying us for our you know these arrangements it's a reciprocal thing I go on the preferred suppliers list I therefore supply flowers for the venue for things like menu tastings which is what I'm doing tomorrow and it always astounds me how many florists make very little effort I'm going to talk about that tomorrow because there's a few things that have come out quite recently. I've always held this quite important opinion, but it was borne out by uh, some feedback from some of my customers um, quite recently. So yeah, all next snippings coming up. It's about nine o'clock in the morning and I'm at Penwood with Maple. Um, It's a gorgeous morning, really, really gorgeous. And um, today is day 10 of a 12 day stretch of of work. It's it's the crazy season. And uh, I've just come for a bit of 
fresh air just to kind of gather myself as I talk I'm feeling super stressed I've got so much on today and I've got a really big wreath workshop tomorrow with 37 people present um, and I've already sent out um, six boxes for people who are attending virtually it's a corporate wreath workshop should be fun and then I've got a smaller workshop in the morning to teach tomorrow as well so I've got to get from um, one venue to an hour drive to another venue and um, yeah just making sure that you deliver and give a good workshop people um, go away feeling like they've really enjoyed the experience is really important to me um, all the while I've got my big wedding for next week looming um, I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet <laughs> and um, I've got a list of I think eight wreaths still to make bespoke wreaths still to make um, for next week so I sat last night before I called it a day and made a list of when I was going to make those none of which will be made of course until I've taken my day off which will be Saturday when Nick gets home and breathe so right now I should be in my yoga class come on um, but I just felt like it was an hour and a half on top of which I would have needed to have walked Maple and you can't really walk Maple for less than 45 minutes so I decided I would walk Maple and I should be doing my yoga it's a rare occasion I skip yoga it's two weeks in a row last week I had a wedding um, this week it's it's just crazy um, and every year I think it's not going to be like this next year I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do the wreath workshops it's all too much I get really stressed and frazzled but the reality is you have to make hay whilst the sun shines you have to do this because it is so much quieter in January and February and there is just it's so difficult to actually draw an income from the first quarter of the year um, some some years March can be rammed busy with weddings um, but next year is really super quiet for me and I think I mean it, it's not the end of the world for me but for a lot of people if that's their income if that's how they're paying their mortgage it's a really big deal um, and so yeah I do I do take it quite seriously and um, I think I can't be lily-livered about it you just have to kind of embrace it embrace the madness um, so went to bed at 11 last night feeling really shattered and I set my alarm for 7 this morning and I have been going super slowly um, but I've sort of I've thought about what I've got to do so I'm going back going to make five table centers which I then have to deliver and I have to drive an hour to drop them off and an hour to, to come back so that's two hours out of my day just driving um, so yeah I need to have them there by four and I'm aiming to get them there by 
three at the latest so that I can oops nearly fell over um, so that I can get home and then prep the wreath workshop for tomorrow and I've just decided to do bundles 37 bundles of foliage and make it as straightforward as I possibly can for my uh, wreath makers who um, it's a corporate do and so although it's a nice thing to do not everyone's particularly creative when you get invited to do something like this as a as a freebie and the lady who booked me is um, is a creative and uh, so I was just chatting to her when I was dropping off some of the boxes on Monday and we've decided we'll make it as straightforward and as easy for them to, to build a wreath as possible so that's good so I just need to focus on that um, this afternoon and this evening pack the van and just get tomorrow delivered really um, and then focus on all the the many wreaths still to be made um, and it's it's not like I can't make a wreath and I'm pretty quick but I I get to a point where I just feel really tired <laughs> and really jaded made worse by the fact that it's quite lonely at this time of year if you're just in your workshop on your own and Nick's away um, so yeah that's me that's me I have to say it's so lovely coming for this walk it's still lovely and brown all the leaves have fallen really beautiful I think it's really important just to break that cycle of being in the studio I feel like it's sort of get up eat work sleep repeat quite literally at this time of year and when you don't have a day off it just it compounds that relentlessness and as I say with all of the requests for can I have it now have you got time will you make me a wreath and when I clearly got, got enough hours in the day um, people can be quite demanding and as a people pleaser I find that a bit stressful I'm slowly learning just to let it all go I'm just one person and I know I'm absolutely certain if I feel like this, there must be a hundred other florists feeling exactly the same. Which way are we going, Mapes? We'll go this way. I'm going to finish this walk in peace and tranquility and head back to the studio and make the five table arrangements that are due to be in the Cotswolds this evening. And no, I'm not throwing it just yet. And I'm going to actually record another podcast for the extra snippings that I did mention yesterday. Um, just about my thoughts on arranging flowers for these, these days when florists are expected to provide flowers as a sort of courtesy arrangement for being on a preferred suppliers list. Or if you're just showcasing who you are 
your own style. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. But for now, I'm just going to switch off my microphone and just do a bit of contemplative fast walking, almost burning off some of that stress that has accumulated over the last 10 days. And breathe. <laughs> Speak later. Um, it is Friday afternoon and I have had quite the week. Um, you can probably tell by the tone of my voice that I'm much more relaxed and calm, but this is actually take three of this little section, the end of this week's podcast. Um, take three because I did two other takes sitting in the van at Green and Common um, about an hour and a half ago. I had a conversation with my producer, Neil, about what was what, and he's just editing it now. And I was very keen for this podcast to just be finished at this point in the week. Um, you can probably tell throughout the whole of the recording I'm at different places and I, I do get quite anxious when I've got quite a lot of work on my plate over a course of a week. And this is day 12. And what I have done this year, which I've I've learned to kind of really get to grips with, is just to pace myself and to allow myself um, to stop regather, recalibrate and carry on. And so yesterday was like the the point of my week where it was super stressful. I had two workshops in one day in separate locations. One was in Bucklebury in Berkshire and the other one was in um, Southampton down in Hampshire and they were a good hour and a half apart. And um, the second of those workshops was a corporate workshop which was um, for 37 people plus some um, external people who were going to tune in for the day and to, to kind of get that organised and to deliver a workshop um, was quite an undertaking the added thing which I hadn't quite taken on board until I was actually standing in front of them yesterday afternoon was that um, for the most part most of those people who had who were on the workshop yesterday afternoon had not elected to come and make a wreath this was part of a corporate day they'd spent the morning um, working as as a team um, and this was kind of doubling up as a bit of a Christmas do Um, they were in their Christmas jumpers there were bottles of Prosecco on the table and lots of nibbles and things people were in fairly high spirits that then suddenly to come in after lunch and to be given a guided demonstration how to make a Christmas wreath when you might not have a creative bone in your body, certainly not any intention of ever making anything like that, is quite a big thing to undertake. As the teacher, it was quite daunting. And as I was standing there teaching the workshop, I realised the enormity of what I had taken on. And my colleague, Fiona, who had come with me, was at the other end of the room, kind of looking at me as if to say, oh, my Lord, good luck with this one. Um, I did manage, for the most part, to get their attention sufficiently for all of them to make a 
pretty good wreath. Some of them were really extremely good, I have to say. And it's always surprising when you have people that would never ordinarily have elected to come to a wreath workshop to make something from scratch. How utterly delighted they were. And to see their reactions, to hear what they had to say about the process, to know that some of them would actually come back next year and do a wreath workshop was really, really incredibly joyful. It makes my job so much more worthwhile and it is a worthwhile job at the best of times but to actually kind of inspire people to go forward and make something like that again is fantastic so really really delighted Uh, what anyone doesn't tell you um, about teaching is is actually a performance it's quite draining Um, and uh, all the while I'm enjoying it it's a very physical job to to the logistics of actually delivering that workshop and then coming home I do need to switch off and so I prepared for that by buying myself a pizza, um, poured myself a glass of wine, lit the wood burner and put on two episodes of Harry and Meghan on Netflix last night with the dog sitting on my lap. It was absolutely lovely. I turned in at a reasonable hour and got myself seven hours sleep so that I could get up at 6.30 this morning. And Maple and I have been all around the show today. We've been up to the Cotswolds to clear Wednesday's job. We've been all the way down to near Reading to see a client and a wedding planner for a potential wedding next summer and then I have walked her at Green and Common today which is where this podcast was supposed to be recorded from. Um, So I'm now home and I am going to make some more wreaths this afternoon but not before I go and actually catch up with a friend. I think it's really important that when you are on a big kind of 12-day bender like this that you do give yourself proper breaks from the work. So I'm a list person. I've got lists here. I'm going to make two luxury, large luxury wreaths this afternoon. And then um, tomorrow is a proper day off. Nick will be here. Um, I think he gets in about lunchtime. I'm going to go and have my hair done. And then I need to set about getting Christmas on the table, really. I need to um, write my round robin. And we have a Christmas tree in our kitchen, a little faux one. Um, I need to get the decks out for that. The app actual Christmas tree in my sitting room will not go up until uh, the week after next. It's just how it is. I simply don't have time. And to be honest with you, I won't even be sitting in the sitting room. So there's no point having up in there. But the one in the kitchen will be much appreciated by Maple, Nick and myself. <laughs> so that's it. Um, I This week has been tiring. It always is. I've made time. I've planned it. I've executed it and I've done it. Um, still at least... 10 or 12 more wreaths to make but hey I can do that next week is predominantly finishing off that the wreath orders and getting the last wedding of the year out and it's a big one we're going out with bells and whistles in 2022 um so the next time I speak to you it will be for the Christmas Day podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Join Lindsay Kitchen every two weeks for the new English Florist podcast. And for florists who'd like to know more and go behind the scenes, you can become a supporter and enjoy extra snippings, where Linz reveals more about the business side of being a professional event florist. Go to the White Horse Flower Company at www.whfco.com co.uk and click on the Patreon link or click on the link in your podcast player app. 
Today's extra snippings, number seven, is available now and shares Lindsay's learned secrets about attending wedding fairs and showcases as a florist. And the English Florist Podcast returns in two weeks for the Christmas Day Show.